0: Bighty
1: senses tingling Uh, show. Ladies and gentlemen, Slimbo Slice, the host of the Paper Keg Podcast, Episode 164. Welcome Welcome to
0: the Paper Cake Podcast Uh, Three heroes Fathers You know, we get together And we talk about the books that we're reading this week And we'll do a book club We read the same book And then we get close and talk about it As one Alaskat Zero. That can't clap. That can't clap. That can't clap for them
2: killers. Give it up for them gangsters.
0: One time for them. And we read your letters to close out the show live to tape. Um You know, that man who did the intro. He is salty right now. He's in a salty mood.
1: No, you could tell we, by
0: when he said just
2: he just said Slimbo
0: slice" like he didn't. Put yeah, that's any. His, he he phoned that one in, phoned <laughs> it in. Jonesy was pl- he was in a great mood, and I probably ruined it before the show. He was playing <laughs> his Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, highest decibel level ever,
1: <laughs>
0: and he was uh, it was three a.m. drive time. And he was playing the hits Jonesy loves beer Unpublished writer Father Wearing a white Hanes tee Big
1: surprise of the show Welcome (laughs) Thank you for having me Thank you for peeing on Directly on my parade Uh, I always appreciate it I have my umbrella ready But that's okay Because I am so elated By the film Guardians of the Galaxy You cannot get me down From the high I'm on You may try Repeatedly during this episode, but you're not gonna do it. Mm. Not gonna do it. George Bush, uh,
0: representing Guardians of the Galaxy this episode. Um, uh, my favorite host, if I could introduce him right now. He's a father. You know, he's Facebook legend. Nobody gets the fastest amounts of likes. Like this guy, he could post a picture of him literally popping a squat in the bathroom, and oh, his boy. relatives and friends would just like, 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 like. Think, just think of the potential comedy. Can we talk about your hair right now? That is a dynamite style that you have right is it, now. It's this yeah.
2: well worn, a day's worth of work coming home. Kids, that's a shocker. Time you work today. Oh my god i'm I'm walking off the show.
0: Vitriol from Jonesy loves and being he drinks angry. the water. I'm just trying to redirect he it drinks the drinks the vodka me, out see. of his water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dale underscore a is your Twitter name. You've been lighting up the Twitter as of late past year just been it's been an enjoyable time following you on Twitter. So thanks for being here again.
2: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me again. it's uh, it's been a heck of a couple days. Since we last recorded, and um, it's good to be here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Bottom line. Bottom line, what a show that we have cooked up. Zero. Al Pretty big show. You ever heard of that guy? You ever heard of him? I have heard of him, but I
2: can't. If you said, oh, Dale, you know, name five books. Name two books. I would have been like, no, I don't. I can't do it. I would have just thrown yeah. in the towel. Can or I throw the towel? Like, uh, let me
1: interject, like here, Miss Elizabeth. Guys. Sure. Let's forget this comic book podcast we're doing real quick. How great does Dale A look? <laughs> Are you guys seeing this on your monitors right now? The he, man looks great. He's he got his hair going. He's lost considerable weight. His face weight is gone. He looks about eighteen years younger. Oh my gosh, eighteen. I mean, it, I, I feel like I'm 40. stepping through the curtains of time to see dale when he was just in his early 30s you look great you look fantastic yeah thanks i mean the early 30s for me was a great great time
2: it was the roaring 20s yeah and you know it was you know, it was a great time to be alive nobody cared yeah. about anything then <laughs> i don't know what do you want me to say <laughs> about the roaring 20s i don't know but the, yeah i'm just
1: saying you look great just saying
2: I know I for somehow, I'm 2 years older than most of you guys so I'm the aged At
0: least. decrepit fossil you, on the podcast. I mean, you just bought your 40th pair of New Balances this week. You're a VIP member of New Balance made in the USA. Oh yeah. You Quits, got your I size quit smoking sixes. when packs went up to a quarter.
2: Yeah, you know. It was a bad time. I vowed vowed to quit smoking when they
0: hit 25 cents and I did. I haven't smoked since. You know what's just around the corner? Right now, from this episode, what? Tell me, Baltimore Comic Con. Oh wow! Percy? Oh my gosh! The three of us will be there all weekend long. We'll be making the trek, the drive to Baltimore together.
1: Can't wait! Oh my gosh! We're we gonna Check. meet. We're gonna meet. At Which Dale's? host Where? will die in Baltimore? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a given. I wish you both the most. <laughs> Return my body on my shield to uh, my wife. <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe maybe we should just place bets on how Jonesy will die. Oh, Natural causes. Probably heart, more accurate. Will the homeless
2: inner, murder. Will the inner harbor be uh,
1: re- at, drowning. At, at play? <laughs> drowning. <laughs> Fall, hitting his head on a duck boat. I don't think it'll be complete unless that trauma chopper takes me to the hospital.
2: Oh, my word. Jonesy driving the streets of Baltimore trying to get out of it on Sunday night. <laughs>
1: Good luck.
0: It's Good like a, luck. it's the scene from Mad Max: uh, Fury <laughs> Road, Jonesy. That's that's Jonesy trying to leave Baltimore, the slums of Baltimore.
1: I tell you, uh, which is like ninety percent of the same. Every
0: um, every email
2: that I'm getting from Baltimore just gets me more and more charged up. You yeah, know?
0: what's the t- what are the top two things you're looking forward to at Baltimore Comic Con right now? Be honest with me, please. Uh, the first thing.
2: Being with you two for the whole weekend, oh, wow! wow. Huge. Second thing is just the the being there for three days has me pretty elated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. That's
1: pretty amazing, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Just the fact that what we experienced last year on a Saturday with, I mean, mm. the amount of creators there, oodles,
1: oodles of them, and uh, they want to talk to you at length. They do. Mark Chris Somni. Knew Dale by his look. He's like, hey, are you Dale? I think he said, are um, you Dale underscore A? And yeah, Dale's yeah, raging said. B knocked over his table, flipped oh, it right heavens. over. Knocked, a,
2: I knocked the uh, the Rocketeer hardcover off of a stand <laughs> that I had propped up. And I couldn't, I mean, we just looked at each other and I looked away. I didn't apologize for it.
1: Minnie Rippertons loving you came on in the background. I'm not gonna apologize for my bees knocking over hardcovers on somebody's table.
2: Because I'm a fan not Nor going to apologize you.
0: for it. Nor should you. So if you're looking, you know, if, if anyone is going to Baltimore Comic Con and wants to hang out, buy Jonesy a drink. Oh, pff, please. Put, bet on some ponies with Jonesy in Baltimore. Maybe there's Baltimore yeah, we can go, horse races.
1: If we want, we can hop in the car and go down to Saratoga. <laughs> and, oh, uh, I don't even know what that is. What, what is that? Trifecta, whatever you guys want to do. What is Saratoga? Jonesy's
2: eyes are twitching.
1: Saratoga is a very R uh, racetrack. Oh my god. Jonesy is gonna even gonna be in the Baltimore Comic Con
0: at all. Yeah. He's just gonna be taking in the sights, we're Maybe gonna there's a casino nearby.
2: <laughs> we're going to have to dredge up the old picture of Jonesy in a Manhattan corner store buying four, four Foster, Four Foster double oil cans <laughs> and carrying them down the street back to the hotel room. The, the, I did what I had to. Those oh days. man. Can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be
0: that for an entire weekend. We're we're running out of tape. We need to move on. Oh, man. Uh, Alice Cod's zero at the bottom of the hour of this podcast, estimated. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to get into what we read this week. Hopefully, you know, we all had the time to read a new book. Maybe. Or an old book. Or had the time to fabricate. That we a read lie a, book. About a book, solid yeah, story. Yeah, maybe maybe we walked by our long box and saw a cover of a nineteen ninety three comic. That yeah, I can say I read that this week. Not that we
1: would ever do that. So why haven't we just deleted the roundtable discussion? Oh yet? my That's gosh, what I want to know.
0: Survey Monkey yeah. here we Free go. Free except if you want manual responses. If you want Free, to sifting through those, if you want to get a response. If you want a custom input an other, you got to pay for that. FYI. Uh, Dale underscore a look. look if look, I'm not, I'm tired of fighting. All right, I'll
2: just do what you guys want to do. I'm sick of the fight.
1: Oh man, lover lay oh, down. Man, he is, I may uh, look he is 18
2: f- years younger, but I'm an aged man. I don't have it in me. I'm more like I'm not really like Robin of Locksley. I'm like the blind <laughs> Duncan who watched robin How? grow up and now Dale, they took Dale, my, Did you just
1: recently watch that movie they can just pull that right out of your you know what Not even
2: when they took my eyes No, I I know I just know cuz I watched it so many times
0: What did you read this week down Square
2: I read It is new to me because I just picked it up on Wednesday Rick Remender's Low number mm. 1 mm. Greg Takini on art duties. And low number one is a great jumping on point for a new Recommender series. Sci fi. And the gist of it is, and uh, with some harsh reality built into it, the sun eventually, maybe not anytime soon, will go supernova and grow exponentially and engulf our planet Earth. And, uh, so when Rick Remender heard that when he was eight or nine years old, it kind of blew his world apart. And he said, uh, he just kind of come, came to grips with like mortality and, and pe- and the fact that people die. And now he, he hears of this fact that the sun will eventually grow, go supernova, engulf the earth, blah, blah, blah. And he immediately starts planting a seed of world building so whatever is left of humanity it doesn't really get into it yet but humanity has basically moved to the far reaches and the depths of the ocean to try to avoid the gamma radiation from a, a growing sun while they hunt and peck for new habitable worlds to live in hmm and uh the first issue focuses on this uh story of the Kane family and the father is a hunter of sorts who sort of powers this suit that only responds to his DNA it's it's i want to say it's like an exoskeleton or or it's like a Gundam but it's not huge like a Gundam but it's very powerful and he goes out into the oceans and hunts for food Goliath octopus for the population etc etc so this issue he takes his young family his two girls out and his wife for the first time and they're going to learn to pilot the ship that they go travel the seas with and once they get out of the city they basically I mean are shanghaied by space pirates or sea pirates that have lived underwater outside of these cities and their main goal is to uh, hijack the this Gundam suit to over with the hopes of overtaking the city that they live in. And it, it's it's pretty fantastic world building and I I see a lot I just love the concept along with the art of underwater pirates. But they're like sci- very sci-fi in in visual nature and the the technology they use is very sci-fi and stuff. I, I really recommend picking this up. I mean, I really liked it. Uh, Greg Takini's art is uh, very unique. I got a little f- like Frazier Irving, Phil Noto vibes, like a combination mm. of things. But what really sold me on the art was the design of the pirates and and just the the exo suit and stuff like that i was really really impressed with it i liked it a lot
0: you haven't read um you don't usually jump into remender's creator and stuff do you you haven't read black science i don't think
2: no i i only read the first issue of black science and i just i couldn't keep up with it and
0: thanks for your time <laughs> thanks for coming on the show <laughs> I, I so you'll be, you'll be reading low monthly you'll be is that that being added to your your poll list digital um, or otherwise it may be Oh my!
2: Wow. Well, and and my only thing is, I'd probably end up wanting to read it in chunks. So, do I just wait for the trades, or do I wait for an amazing hardcover, which won't come out for two years? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that desperate, but I don't want to double dip if I if I can avoid it. But right. for, I'm going to buy the next issue for sure.
0: Did you read it? Was I the... didn't. I didn't I um, The art is I don't know if the art is for me He did a run on Uncanny um, X-Force The mm-hmm. skinless man stuff That just um, mm-hmm. Wasn't in my um, Wheelhouse Wheelhouse, yeah, that's the word I was out of for Out of your
1: depth, if you will
0: Maybe And I assume Lowe might be out of my depth as
1: of <laughs> um, but, Set you up and you spiked it, babe
0: uh, you know, that's probably a book that I just buy and not read, just to support uh, Yeah, dear friend Rick Remender. You know dear friend. That's the kind of guy I am. But
2: we'll if see. If you were only at Baltimore Comic Con.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only.
2: Um,
1: Imagine having beers with Rick. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I just blasted in my shortles. <laughs>
0: Imagine, I, I assume away. we're going Twitter dark as soon as we hit oh, uh, boy. Baltimore nighttime. Jonesy's going to confiscate our phones. He's going to put them in yeah. a little baggie and lock them in the hotel safe. Hit him with
1: a hammer if I have to. <laughs> He'll
0: probably have, he probably has some sort of mobile bio safe
2: in his truck. That only responds to his fingerprint. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we, safe
1: my, Have you been in my truck recently? As soon as we hit, hit the
2: Charm City limits, Charm City city limits, he's going to collect them like we're drunks handing over our car keys.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my God, I can't wait. Maybe so, we'll, uh, you know,
1: maybe we'll lay on some concrete. Who
0: knows? Oh, my oh, heavens. We County. need to talk about my book, my pick of the week. Technically, I guess I had two that's, picks. That's your other
1: show. I don't picks think of the week. that.
0: Oh, look out. He's oh, still, oh, still vitriolic. Oh, oh. Um, Moon Knight. Oh, okay. Moon Knight 6. Is uh, is one of two of my fave books this week. The other one uh, being my lightning round. This is the end of Declan, Warren, and Jordy's uh, triple threat on Moon Knight. Uh, if you've never read Moon Knight, you don't have to worry about it. You just hop in. There's this kooky little superhero, you know, that maybe went insane in the past. He's like kind of a... He wears a white suit, and he fights crime. There you go. He wears a white mask. hmm And each issue in this series by Warren Ellis has been a very Warren Ellisian, You know, you could one issue and one and done. So each issue is contained in like 20-page stories. He fights a bad guy in one issue, and that's the end of that. So this is the final issue of his run. They're having a new writer and artist take over, but Jordy is staying... And um Brian Wood, this this is a yeah, your boy Brian Wood. This issue it's not my boy. Uh, concentrates on one character, a, a policeman who who at, at the scene of a crime he gets annoyed that they're allowing Moon Knight onto the crime scene, and he gets berated by the chief detective, and then you end up just following this police officer he gets so wrapped up in being annoyed by Moon Knight that he takes on the persona of an old Moon Knight villain, uh, the Black Spectre. Wow. And it was just a fantastic insight into what creates a villain. And it was just, it all comes back to this one little comment from this detective um, that set him off course to want to fight Moon Knight to the death. It was amazing. Wow. Just just That's interesting. Warren Ellis stuff loved it what can
2: you ask for you know I, I, I do have a question I mean I love that he went like single issue arcs like there wasn't an arc but will his run on Moon Knight be as memorable because it's not like a a huge story that like premieres this new quote unquote version of Moon Knight
0: mm-hmm I don't know. I mean, it was a total team effort. I feel like there are six issues together. It wasn't just Warren, but it was also yeah. Shelby and Bel Air, and they had their own style. And I just wanted—I would want to read that for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Even squ- if it was just like barely any recurring storyline, I'd still want to read it mm-hmm. forever.
2: And it was—it was cool like that because it was so. Not only was the character and the art so different, but the fact that it was written that in that style. With one and done issues for six whole issues.
0: Yeah, that's the world we live in. It's all we can afford. Just six issues. I did
2: end up picking that up, even though I technically dropped it last issue, but I picked it up to to round out the issue, you know, to round out the run. (sighs) We could do a
0: whole podcast of into your psyche about what you drop, why you drop it, how much you spend on hardcovers you know how you get your insurance salesman, what what kind of cahoots you guys are into you burning down your house every six months to collect insurance <laughs> money i don't know you, I don't you know get how to a works.
2: whole podcast of you being quiet about everything
0: oh 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 ho, 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 oh speaking of ho, which ho, loves ho,
1: Um you're wearing a white Hanes tea today. You know, it's it's a different than my green tea, so. What did you read want, this week? I want to talk about coming to you from a dusty road, Good loving. he's got a truckload. He's the soul man, Chucky Soul, and he wrote the Superman Wonder Woman annual.
0: I do want to interject and say the streak is broken. I think Jonesy talked about Amazing Spider-Man for three episodes in a row.
1: <laughs> not true. So, not true. Uh,
0: we broke it. The record is broken. Ooh, high five. I mean,
1: go, go to the tape, but I'm pretty sure I have not talked about Spider-Man in at least... Four days. ...one episode. All right? I did pan... A Spider-Man issue. Well, let's get yeah. let's maybe, get, that, maybe that's, that's the secret here. Don Garvey text that you were talking about. You guys are starting an
0: amazing Spider-Man podcast from the Echo Rift. Mm. It'll be posting times his, a week. It's on his day calendar. Voting them all it's it's on on his on his day with calendar. Along other things.
1: Along with other things, pretending to Dale day calendars. Baby. V- voting right. slant off the book. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Superman Dooms Chapter Three, uh, subtitled "The Promise." from uh, Chucky Soul and about a thousand artists on pencils and inks Uh, it is a annual and there was a lot of story to tell and it sums up the last year hence annual or so of the big thought of this book which is Clark's journey from redemption from doomsday destroyer to possible savior of both the planet on his love life So, you know, Supes has been exiled to space as Bizarro. You know, Bizarro in the New 52 is uh, both a creature and a Kryptonian uh, cold virus that manifests in a uh, Bizarro host that takes over your mind. Is this a DC New 52 fact? I mean, I'm basically the architect of the New 52, so... I thought Bizarro was a... I thought Bizarro was a, cl- a failed clone of, of Superman. Yeah, but uh, if you've looked at the art, I mean, the Bizarro and Doomsday are pretty much the same person <laughs> in this issue. So anyhow, <laughs> haters, to the left, if you I will. want I want somebody fact-checking <laughs> this entire segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, so Superman's got the Doomsday virus, but Earth needs him anyway. It's covered in a curtain of kryptonite, John Henry Irons, who we know as Steel Guys, is like, "Hey JLA, I've got what you need to save the planet. Uh, Superman is on the way to to do it, and uh, you know he gets back on Earth, and because of the Kryptonite, uh, he becomes weakened, and Doomsday Virus Clark classic is able to take hold. But here's the deal, folks." The best part of this issue is not the external struggle. It's the kind of hipster Clark versus big, hulking Doomsday Clark. And they kind of go at it in the corners of his own mind. And in a scene that, and this is why I tug at my heartstrings, reminiscent of Superman 3, perhaps the greatest of the films, in the (laughs) realms of Clark's mind, he beats up Doomsday basically kicks his A, and then in his street clothes, turns to the camera, which is the panel, rips open the shirt. There's the S. And the last page is him grabbing uh, Wonder Woman, be like, uh, it's me. I'm back. I beat it in my own mind. Mm -hmm. Much like that fight in the junkyard. Absolutely. Where plainclothes Clark kicks drunk whiskey Clark's butt, and then uh, turns around, opens his shirt, and he's Superman again. Uh, great callback to that Ooh. moment. Chucky Soul is mm. the soul man of DC Comics, and what a fabulous issue! It, as a callback to our childhoods, super impressed with it. I got everything you were laying down, Mister Soul. I picked it up, and I recommend this issue to uh, anyone who wants to read it, even if you haven't followed Superman, Batman all year, but you want that nostalgia. Of that moment in your childhood, pick it up and read it. What a fun ride! Popcorn book of the year, uh, Superman Wonder Woman uh, Annual number
0: one. <coughs>
1: Charles Soule, <coughs>
2: Superman
0: three, Jonesy Loves <coughs> B,
1: <coughs>
0: coming this summer.
1: On me do my very best that they go no alive. If you
0: put me to the test if you let me try.
1: Take a chance on me. That's all I ask me. That's all I ask me.
2: Take a chance <laughs> on me. God, if I if I'd learn the words of this, I would be unstoppable. I'm gonna tell you right now. Baltimore look out. Oh, Altmore's got to take a chance on Dale. Oh, I'll tell you boy. that. I got giddy. I got butterflies just now in my tummy tumb.
0: I do want to correct, Jonesy. That wasn't a callback to our childhood for everybody. Uh, Dale was in his uh, third oh, year of college. I think out? when that movie came out.
2: Yeah, I was. I mean, I was all oh, talking about how it's, it's, everything's changed since. Uh, what's his name? Since
0: the baby boom. Since <laughs> Reagan was in office.
2: Since. Uh, Oh boy. See now in my old age, I'm forgetting the the, the old Superman. Since Reagan
0: since, old that Superman's actor, name comp- since that man team who actor s- took
1: office? Your thoughts on the launch of Sputnik, Dale.
0: <laughs> your thoughts, will the Russians beat us to the moon? Yes or no? <laughs> no way. No way. Never. <sighs> what a show. Uh Lightning Round. Oh, Gen Z, have you been reading Doomed or is that did, was this your hopping in?
1: Uh no, I've I well I will tell you I've only read the Superman Wonder Woman series, so if there's been any other tie ins, I've missed it. Hmm. But I think I was able to tell Judged. uh from Batman's exposition in this issue that there's been a curtain of crypto oh, boy, on Earth for some time. Lightning round. Chucky Crypto Knight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Two sentences or less. Another book that we read this week. We're running out of time. Uh, We need to get into it right now.
2: Captain Lord Henry Baltimore and the Witch of the Harjew.
0: What? What?
2: Baltimore and his hunting party save a wife plagued by her miserable undead husband. And her town is cursed by a witch in the form of a talking cat. Just lightning, duh. One more fantastic issue in the run of Baltimore issues. Gosh. Rock a keg. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Just released onto my carpeted basement floor. (laughs)
1: Your hardcover of JSA is ready for you. Lightning rug, doctor.
0: <laughs> Animals, pigs, part two. Ed Grissom and Claire Connolly. One of my favorite comic books uh, right now. Right, meow. Claire Connolly. My word. A star is born.
1: Outcast, number two. Image Comics, Rob Kirkman, Bobby K, Paul Azteca. Kyle's backstory finally gets fleshed out as Azteca's art is nothing short of breathtaking. Mm-hmm.
0: Zero Volume One An Emergency from Alice Cott and uh, a host of others uh, Michael Walsh, Tradmore, Mateus Santaluco, Morgan Jesky, Will Tempest, Jordy Belair, Clayton Close, Tom Mueller, Becky Clunan, Chris Burnham, Paul Pope, Christian Ward. Mm. There you have it. Well done. Thank you. Um, Slim, well done. Thank you. I mean, really, thank you. What a book. Different artist each issue, following a soldier. Jonesy, what is Zero? You know, why should anyone care about Zero? You should
1: care about Zero. Uh, Zero is the tale uh, of a young spy who is, in the tradition of many superhero spy genres, taken in at a young age, and trained to be a deadly living weapon. But where this story goes different is that it takes that superpower twist, but at a super realistic level. Uh, Zero, Agent Zero, who is the main character of the book, uh, is after biological technology. And this technology is shaping the eastern part of the world. So the stage is set not in the too distant future of a war not controlled by necessarily nuclear war, but by biological weapons. So Zero is also interchangeably, through his missions, breaking the mold. See, these agents are trained to be unemotional, much like uh I would say even the fi- the uh, the book uh, The Giver, you guys know the Giver? Where the entire population is trained to be numb? I think that's, making, agents, that's a movie now, I think, it's right? Like the Katie Holmes movie I'm sorry, oh, what? what about? Isn't the Giver now did a he movie? S- did he see the preview when he saw the movie? Did Jonesy see that? And he made a timely <laughs> reference? Hmm. Uh so anyhow, so Zero is a weapon. But as he progresses through his missions, he begins to open up emotionally. You know, he was trained with a young girl that he has unresolved feelings for. Uh, And this is upsetting his handlers. And as he progresses through, instead of a, a traditional spy story, and I hope I'm summing this up the right way, instead of just getting the mission, you really get to know the agent and in his separate missions one mission he's going after against an ex-IRA member and in one mission he's going after the biological weapon and each time there's a consequence that you see would like shake us like for instance he sees a young boy murdered because of his choices and then he he questions his life and in the other half of it, it seems that the enemy knows who Zero really is. So we also get the element of Zero is the ignorant protagonist. And what is Zero really? So there's a lot of factors. And I used this before, you know, the term pot boiler. But this is a potboiler spy story. Reminds me very much of Jason Bourne. And in the end, we're not really given the answer to what Zero is and what he's working for. Only that there's a much bigger mystery going on. Zero. A head-scratching, awesome-actioned, beautifully-illustrated, futuristic spy story.
0: Jonesy loves beer.
1: There he is. That's why you paid the big bucks, folks. <coughs>
0: It's a hard book to synopsize because I each issue, yeah. um, is. each issue, pretty much takes place at a different stage of the agent's life. First issue follows him trying to recover this almost Iron Man heart technology that uh, the Palestinians and I think the Israelis are are they they have these two super soldiers and they're fighting and they need to re- and he needs to recover this because it wasn't supposed to get out from the agency. And then the second issue is him uh, as a kid in the training school, and how they brought him up through the agency. And then the third issue fast forwards like you know twenty years, where he's on an undercover mission with the girl that he went to school with, and the last the the series opening, and then the last scene are him as an older man, and then there's a big reveal at the last issue. You know, of why he's contemplative about what he's done in his life, and I, I really love this book. I, I love. I was. I read the first issue when it came out, and I was like, "Yeah, it seems like a quote by the numbers kind of you know soldier agent story." And, and yeah, then I stopped the reading it. Issue, forget it. So Shane at at work kept telling me like, "Oh man, Zero's so great. Zero's so great." And I was like, "Eh, I guess I'll try it again." And man, I did not expect what I got. Each issue, is different artist, different tone, different vibe, gorgeous design work all over the place. And each issue felt like it could have been, you know, artsy film exposition. Like, they could have been different movies in and of themselves, by different director almost.
1: Now, I, I do have a question about the climax, because maybe I didn't totally get it and I'm not saying that because I'm dense or because it was hard to follow but I feel like I I didn't make the connection here at the end you know when he's overlooking the ocean and he says to the assassin hey look you know the choices I've made let us hear like did he was he responsible for releasing that chemical you don't know you gotta keep reading
2: exactly Oh, it's I just didn't know if this one. went on past... Yeah, it's an ongoing. It? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's a, I think, yeah, issue nine just came out or is coming out. hmm
0: I actually thought the same thing when I read The Trade. I was, like, pissed at the ending. I was like, whoa, what an open-ended ending. And then I realized that it was an ongoing. But... Because um, I, I thought it was just, like, a five-issue limited by Alice Cott kind of pushing the boundaries of what a comic book is or mm. should be. And it was, like, this kind of deep question at the end but yeah I thought I thought it was fantastic and as soon as I found out there was more issues when I first read it I gobbled them up I just downloaded them as soon as I could because I wanted to see what was you know what the ending was about but um what about you Dale yeah there I mean I was as the book went
2: on I was just increasingly impressed by the writing and the choice to have a different artist on each and every book and I got a, uh, I got like the Fury Max vibe from it because each issue was a different time point in time in Edward Zero's life. Yeah. But the different illustrator on each issue just was, it I did so much for the story. It was like an amazing move from the get-go. To and the the stories that are being told were just. Really great. I mean, the first one was probably the least entertaining in my eyes, or the the, the least cool. But I mean, the uh, the Tradmore drawn one with when he was a kid was great, and he was um he had to like sit in that guy's house and kill Wombosi, like Jason Bourne. Oh yeah, it was great. It was amazing. And and then the next one where he's at that private party that kickstarter I, I like the terminology being thrown around too is a you know it was a twitter invites to this kickstarter for terrorists or something <laughs> like there was like definite yeah. like up-to-date terminology being thrown around but that one was just so powerful because he spent time with you know his love interest quote-unquote and they're not allowed and to then, love and
0: yeah and even then there's like various points of you know in like the james bond movies you can kind of see emotion in him in the new ones and he you know he gets angry or upset but this edward zero character he still doesn't really show emotion in this trade he's still like a weird character where he still follows orders but if he does show emotion he doesn't even let the reader know via narration you kind of just see like maybe a silent moment where oh maybe he's having a secondary thought that That, signifies
1: emotion that
2: must have been like super specific in the script too to be able to nail it
1: the way they did because they nailed it the most Mm -hmm. poignant example is when they step through the teleporter and there's Mm -hmm. that momentary shock when she doesn't come all the way with him Mm -hmm. and he's so like still so like emotionally stunted in his mind that like a small child would do instead of freaking out he just kind of slumps to his knees in the snow so like it just tells you how emotionally backwards Zero still is that even as an adult he can't have an adult emotion like if that were me I would have like a ravaging S-fit you know what I mean but he's just like uh like he just collapses emotionally he can't figure out what to do with what he's feeling
0: and even even in that issue where they're they're at this terrorist kickstarter ball he even does kind of show emotion or a personality when he's talking mm-hmm. to the girl but at like on the second read read I was like well maybe this is just his character his character that he's playing this greek kind of billionaire or whatever is the one with a personality and the one that scene where they go to this terrorist Kickstarter and they eventually, you know, do the job that he was there, sort of, and they get caught. And then the reason, the hidden room in this terrorist Kickstarter is that this guy that runs the show has this teleporter, which up until this point is like the most scientific... Who's playing that music? I can't even concentrate with that thing in my ear. What music? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) The terrorist Kickstarter, he's got a teleporter. And up until this point, this is the most sci-fi thing outside of kind of the enhanced soldiers. So they they battle this guy. They shoot him in the head, this kind of guy wearing a mask. You don't know his identity, but he put the whole thing together. But he's apparently the most prolific terrorist in the history of the planet. So they shoot him in the head, and they need to get out. But the only escape for these two agents is this teleporter. So they hold hands and go through it. And if you pay attention in the story, the second issue tells the story between these two characters in the school as kids and they have this amazing two-page conversation you know they're hanging upside down in a tree and they're talking about she asked him you know about life kind of as kids and she's like will you marry me someday and he says no because i'll be dead and so already you can kind of see the non emotion in this character mm-hmm. just as a kid like the and, stockholm education that they're being given exactly and she has this really poignant line that isn't relevant until later. And she says, well, I want to die holding your hand. Oh my God. And Holy crap. So when you're reading that, yeah. When you're reading the issue where they go through the teleporter, the mastermind terrorist come, he wakes up after he was shot in the head somehow. And they go through this teleporter. There's this amazing page description of, what it feels like to go through a teleporter. And I really hope everyone reads this book. And then the next page is him walking through the teleporter in snow. They, they're they in Ottawa and he's holding her hand, but only her arm makes it through the teleporter. Oh my God. And that's yeah, when that's he realizes kind of that she's not coming back. And man, what an issue. I mean, that issue was like, that ending more. was just so bonkers about how he tied that together. I mean, you can really tell that there's, pieces of this book that he just had planned out so Mm -hmm. well and way ahead of time. And there's actually other stuff that I read on that there's even more stuff that like you go back and reread them and you're like, Oh, that guy or this moment and stuff. But yeah, there's, there's this, I mean the books just, I feel it's just magic.
2: Yeah. And the first volume is five issues and, and it's just, it's, it's just yeah, it, it was such a cool take on this super soldier born type character but you know he's starting to have doubts about who he's fighting the fight for and obviously at the the last two pages reveal that or whatever that he's like he has a deeper grip but he's like 40 years older than than the stories that are being told so but you can see like chinks in the armor as he's Sent on these missions, like the uh, mission where he's sent to uh, murder the guy with the one eye in issue four, and the guy How about just story
0: like, that that guy told about oh, the girl.
2: It's I mean the, the storytelling the the scripting, oh fantastic! In all the issues, but that guy's monologue, that's like half the,
1: the issue at least. It wonderful, was amazing, wonderful. You know what this book reminded me of the most? The uh, who is Jake Ellis? Didn't you kind of get that same vibe? Like, total spy story with the almost intangible sci fi element. That, like, you could even take that sci fi element out, and the story would still be hitting on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that story
0: that the. It was almost like another Edward. He goes to confront this version of him almost, what it felt like. Another Edward Zero that got out and that went off the grid because he apparently saw the corruption in the agency. And then the guy tells him a story about him meeting a woman there when he first met. And then you just like, you get almost a decade of emotions from this guy in two pages with this woman. But that issue was great. So gritty. And, Mm -hmm. and you, and the IRA agent issue where the, he has a child has to infiltrate the house and just wait until they get the call to kill him. As like a like what looked like a ten year old, Mm -hmm. how about that? Like there's just pages and pages of this guy that he's supposed to assassinate, hang out with his family, with his kids, and his wife. Oh my god, it just felt so terrible for that family.
2: Yeah, and and the you know, it's crazy because that's what this ten year old boy is seeing too. He's not seeing some awful terrorist he's seeing this family man who's playing with his kids, he's reading to his kids and stuff like that. He's like a little big, he's a big gentle bear kind of, and that's what that's what he's being exposed to for like three days before he has to assassinate him.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm paging through like the the issues, even though it's a different artist in each issue, it's not like, you know, some big two book where like they just can't get a, the same artist on every issue. So they have fill ins. These aren't just like fill in characters or artists. Like they're like car- artists that are at the top of their game with com- combining colors and inks mm-hmm. and their pencils. It just feels like the top yeah. skill level that they could possibly do in one issue.
2: I'm curious if Alice knew which artist he wanted for what issue. Because it really feels like... I mean, the art style for each issue matches the story. Like, it just goes so well with each individual story. But I wonder if that's on purpose or if he just reached out to these guys f- with this master plan of everybody doing an issue of this long-running story, which is a which is brilliant for this
0: book. I'd, I'd probably say, yeah, because, like, the artist on the final issue, there was, like, no action in that issue. It was all, like, talking and sitting, and, you know, him standing in front of the mirror. Like, barely anything kind of action-wise happened. So I wonder if he kind of handpicked mm-hmm. uh, exactly what you said. But, yeah, the, the final issue kind of is him recapping what happened in issue one with his agency, because they think something happened that shouldn't have. And his his handler finally reveals to him something about the agency that's been hidden the whole time. And then fast forward 30 years and you see that something even worse
1: happened. I thought it was, I thought it was great, great ending to, for a first trade. Yeah. I there were, I think there was kind of a missed opportunity there because they foreshadow early on that a senior sniper is always sent with a child assassin so that the, you know, they say like, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, the child is not able to carry out the assassination. Mm. So they send a uh, a senior sniper to take the target out from afar, and I kind of thought that's where we were going to end up. You know, Maybe. The kid sent there to kill Ed Zero, and then our, the last shot was going to be, you know, the bullet going through his his head as he fell off that cliff. And we we're like, oh, the hero we've been invested in for the last five issues is dead. That's a Cause I, that's I mean, a missed opportunity. Yeah, no, ki- I, I thought it, kill him. at that point it uh, you know, was yeah, yeah, definitely popcorn kids killing people, <laughs> snipers. Fan just fic. put on that popcorn band. Edward Zero uh-huh. fan fiction.
0: The <laughs> Maybe that maybe that does happen. You know, maybe yeah. we just have maybe that happens at the end of trade too. Who knows? But the what opens up in the last
2: pages where. The world is definitely not what it used to be with these creatures or, or whatever the heck they are floating above.
1: They look like big spores. Like they yeah. don't look intelligent. Like that's,
2: that takes a turn. I mean it was it always had this element of the fantastic in the book, but um but Jonesy just gets up from the podcast while we're recording live and just walks away like the days of old. <laughs> and he literally just left.
0: Maybe he had to go pop a squat. Who knows? I guess it's what he does now. He just doesn't care. You want to know what Jonesy felt about Zero? There it is. He just got he up just got during up. the book club and left.
1: That's because I think that's my dryer making that beeping sound. I finally just put it together. So oh. I went and turned it oh, off. Oh, sorry yes. about that. But these, <laughs> Sorry to do you guys a favor. Jeez. But these, uh, yeah, the spores, like, just
2: open up a new chapter in, like, what in the heck happened to this world and is the book going to take the, a crazy turn of the fantastic or a different direction of storytelling because the world is, is definitely different somehow? Or is it just the spores that are over the ocean or is it a, a bunch of other stuff? I don't mm-hmm. know, but that's that's a, it was
0: a good cliffhanger. Is he going to get shot in the head? Right. That's what I want to By know. the senior. If, if you have anything to do with it, you're going to be writing a handwritten letter to Alice Cott. Telling him to make an we'll amendment do. to that trade, Jerry
1: Alice. <laughs> Missed, and it'll be titled "Missed Opportunity." All right, that'll be the title in <laughs> next. My volume. dear friend, uh, I
0: think he also does Secret Avengers for Marvel. Uh, that's
1: that's where I know the name from.
0: And he also does like the War Machine book, but I don't, I don't
1: read that one. Yeah, well, I, I don't think anybody reads that one. Oh, that my word, one? <laughs> oh my word, Jonesy! Oh my. Did I just upset the uh, the War Machine fan? The we big have out War there? Machine
0: audience. My heavens!
1: Let me tell you something. Do I love Terrence Howard and Iron Man. Is I he
0: uh, still with
2: Carol Danvers? I wonder. Remember that first? Did you read the first issue of either? I did, but I didn't keep up with it. <sighs> Boy,
1: oh, you know. At least I don't even wasn't... pretend. You don't even keep up with it. It wasn't for
0: me.
2: I know, it wasn't for us, Jonesy.
1: Uh, don't don't you dare team up and turn the tables on me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Who's doing Wash at 11 o'clock at night? That's what I want Listen, know. we have a child, and we'll do Wash when we can.
0: Just <laughs> see him just lick his lips after God, he made yeah. that comment? Like, he I was did, ready I to look put like his te- fists <laughs> in the broken glass pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was ready. started pounding me in the mouth.
2: He's ready to... Start practicing yeah. on that column like Tong Po did, and just you start <laughs> going to town on your head with it. Tong
0: Po loves beer.
1: <laughs> Do we get
0: any letters before I play the sounder?
1: Or no? Uh, I don't no, think we no. did. We I don't think, think so. This is a letter, a rare letter. Letter. To the whole world. D- uh,
0: Dragon from must be dead after his foot Dragon, surgery. Um, inside podcast Prod. joke. He's all codoned up. Oh my heavens, poor guy.
2: Frodoned up.
0: Boom. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Like you never those, left. You watching those Hobbit movies?
2: I watched the first
1: one.
0: <laughs> so, I don't get to Thanks see for movies. your time.
2: Thanks for your time. Oh my
1: god! You'll get to see speaking movies, of, Dale. Did you go to a movie this Monday? Save for the Dale? Save for the show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> With the show that we're in. Oh
0: my! What an episode! Great. Maybe we can talk about how Dale uh, in the Fireside made time for Titanfall this week, and it was. It was like seeing the unicorn run That's by why my we apartment.
1: Didn't. Yeah, never mind. Maybe, I
0: maybe we should
2: just not even worry about another. the other podcast I have to record and just get right to that.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: going
1: to go uh, up and read the book my heavens.
0: <laughs> We'll see everybody next. We? Jonesy found a hair in his quiche. <laughs> 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 my am Dale to play Titanfall was like Mad Max freeing the slave children <laughs> in uh, Mad Max Three Beyond Thunderdome. They they like seeing sunlight. Your childhood. Like, they can't. They can't take the sunlight. They've never seen it before.
1: Right. Your childhood is uh, just come back, reminiscent. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine Mrs. Underscore upstairs and her Tina Turner do with a hair teased up one of the best soundtracks to a film ever made. And then
0: I was like, we're, we're pumped to play the next day, Titanfall, Dale, me, Ad, custom from the poly comics podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like 7 PM, 8 PM. Dale was, he said, I'm, I'm tapping out too tired.
2: I preemptively. Guy, I, you, I didn't even, I wasn't cause I knew the slip that the, the text from slim was coming. How we looking? <laughs> question mark. How we looking tonight? Uh, that's when he's like tapping toes, waiting, and I just—I I didn't nip that in the bud right away. I didn't want to let him down, so I just I had to be upfront. What would have
0: happened? What would have happened if I didn't send that text? Eight o'clock, eight thirty. Yeah, that's the real question.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because yeah, exactly, <laughs> because there wasn't any hard commitments
0: from you know
2: for twenty four hours in. previous.
0: I'm in. "Quote Dan underscore A, count me in. Trust <laughs> I'd me. I'd like to see that quote. I would like to see that, that director. Screenshot Screenshot that was over it. audio of the Xbox One headset. So I can't replicate the 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 evidence needed. Did I say that or about the next night? I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's too depressing. I'm a
2: tired man. I'm tired. I'm going. Now. I'm
0: I'm on Craigslist looking for Russian Titanfall players that want to play with me missed opportunity any video game with me yeah
2: well you're you're always willing to play look let me set up the scenario i don't have time to read on the train you're always wanting to read two days before paper keg which is prime reading time mhm and i get jealous i'm jealous can i say it but i i have sure. to you know you can no vacation from obligation <laughs>
1: How does that play? Never mind. Here I'm not make it. Jonesy the was ready right to.
0: Jonesy, Oof, that could have been a heated hop
1: in. No vacation from obligation. Oh my All word!
0: Right. Oh my word! <laughs> it's like Jonesy's eating a prime rib right now.
1: Poor Jonesy. Okay. Poor Jonesy. I'm just jealous that I don't have an Xbox One. Is what it is.
0: We, we already talked about this. You know. have
1: like three thousand dollars in Amex Amazon points. I have a lot. But you know, there's other people in this home that I can't just go out willy-nilly buying game systems whenever I want. You can have a discussion. You can have a sit down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Say like, sit I'm going to
0: send you a, a Google invite to a family meeting, <laughs> and say we need to talk about this here Xbox One. You
1: just say you know might be far off. That's all I'm you just you don't have to get
2: your PS4 until
1: fall, so. Yeah, I am locked into the PS4. The pre-order is already done. So.
0: What what game is coming out for PS4? Uh,
1: my wife pre-ordered me AC Unity for the PS4 for my birthday, so I'm kind of locked in. How many games first. does Assassin's Creed have? Didn't I just see a trailer for a Rogue game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're are coming up with two full-fledged games next oh gen at once. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be great. Rogue is not
2: next gen though. No. That's it's not. No, it's that's the last of the last gen. It's last gen only. It's not even like Black Flag.
1: All you said was the last of the last gen, and I got my heartstrings going. Mm -hmm. Gen Z just went uh, flaccid unity. I want B-nuclear in my
0: pants. Are they going to add a female character to that AC game? Let's talk about it. Topical. Those sexist pigs. I think Sunset Overdrive has a female character.
2: On Xbox One. exclusive. Titanfall
0: has female characters
2: exclusive
0: to xbox one if anyone wants to play titanfall with me hit me up usagi yoslimbo on xbox live <laughs> been a member f- been a member for nine years yeah i had to change that that was a little too uh it's too lewd too lewd it was a it was a callback to my younger years and it was time for a change how about that guardians of the galaxy movie you heard of this you seen this